It's Thanksgiving week, and it seems so apt that we talk about gratitude. Gratitude is a practice that allows us to show appreciation for the things that are meaningful and valuable in our lives. And like all things that we discuss on this podcast, engaging in gratitude has benefits to our health. So on this week's episode, we're going to talk about gratitude, the benefits to our physical and mental health and well-being, as well as practical strategies on how to implement a gratitude practice. Given where we are right now, I'm also going to discuss the importance of engaging in gratitude during difficult times and how it can positively impact those in need. All of this, plus a personal anecdote of gratitude that came into my life this week. Welcome back to Health Bite. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Yadim. I'm a triple board certified internist, obesity medicine, and physician nutrition specialist. And I help people redefine nutrition to include not only the food that we eat, but all the ways in which we can nourish ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. And this week, we're talking about the nourishing effects of gratitude. I am personally feeling deeply grateful this week. I was asked to return to Rancho La Puerta to teach some workshops on health and nutrition. And as I've shared with all of you, this was a challenging month for me, for many of us. And the opportunity to head out to the ranch was truly a gift. I spent the week connecting with nature, moving my body, managing my consumption of all things, food, content, news, and getting much needed rest. Most importantly, I got to engage with community. I was so blessed to meet so many kind-hearted and like-minded souls, and the effects were immeasurable to my mind and body. I returned home from a week at the ranch feeling grateful, grateful for my work, grateful for my family, grateful for the practices that ground me, grateful for connection and community, and grateful for all of you all the while aware of what's going on in the world around me. And we'll talk about that too. So engaging in gratitude practice, it doesn't only feel good, but it carries so many health benefits, not the least of which is our mental health. Practicing gratitude for the good in our lives helps us cultivate and embrace positive feelings and emotions. And in doing so, it helps us shift our mindset to one that supports greater positivity and joy. And so it has been shown that engaging in gratitude practices help us cultivate feelings of optimism. And in doing so, it enhances our ability to experience more joy and more pleasure. If you think about it, it's kind of remarkable. So often we're trying to accumulate pleasure accumulate happiness, right? We're searching for happiness. And in doing so, we miss what's right here under our nose. So what I'm saying here is instead of searching out there, let's slow down and savor what is already here. And so it shouldn't be a surprise to hear that people who practice gratitude they do report greater optimism, joy, positivity, and this translates into greater goal attainment, decreased anxiety, and depression. 
And actually, I offer this to my patients. As a physician, I support the use of antidepressants when needed, but we can enhance the effect of these tools by engaging in mind-body practices like gratitude and offering ourselves strategy that are evidence-based that help promote ease and help reduce depression and anxiety. It's also been shown that engaging in gratitude enhances the effects of altruism, of being good and charitable to others, which in of, of itself has its own benefits. In one study, participants were given cash and they were asked what they would do with their money, all the while having their brains scanned by MRI. And they showed that participants who offered to give the money away to charity had greater blood flow to the ventromedial prefrontal cortex. This is a key region in the brain that is involved in a feeling of reward as compared to those who opted to keep the money for themselves. The researchers then did a follow-up study. The participants were advised to keep a nightly gratitude journal practice for two weeks. And when scanned again, they were shown to have even greater gains in blood flow and brain activation in those special parts of the brain involved in reward as compared to those who were advised to journal without any particular emphasis on gratitude. So gratitude actually shows tangible, concrete evidence of benefits to the brain. Research has also shown that grateful people tend to engage in healthy activities like focusing on nutrition. As one researcher said, we have found that getting people to express gratitude could help them work towards healthier eating behaviors, like eating more fruits and vegetables and less junk food. One researcher noted that even teens who express gratitude reported healthier eating behaviors over time as those who just listed their activities and led to greater health benefits of gratitude, which leads us to physical health. And again, gratitude practices are important there too. Engaging in gratitude practices have been shown to strengthen our immune system. Imagine that, less colds in people who are grateful. And this one is not surprising to me, Gratitude has also been shown to improve sleep patterns, resulting in both greater subjective sleep quality, as well as longer sleep duration, and less sleep latency, which means trouble falling asleep at night. And the result was improved energy and reduced daytime dysfunction. So think about it. When nearly 30% of the population right now is reporting insomnia, this relationship seems really important right now. The relationship between gratitude and sleep variables appear to be mediated by more positive pre-sleep cognitions and less pre-sleep negative cognitions. So what that means is less negative ruminations before bed and more positive thoughts. Now, let me ask you, how many of you find that bedtime is the time when your mind gets flooded with all the problems in the world, including your own? 
it makes perfect sense that when we finally slow down and create space, we create space for ruminations and that impacts our mood and our sleep. So here is an antidote to that. And finally, research published in the last decade has shown that grateful people have fewer health complaints like headaches, digestive issues, respiratory infections, runny noses, dizziness, and again, sleep problems. So it appears that practicing gratitude could not only help alleviate those common nonspecific health problems that plague us from time to time, but also the emotional and mental negative experiences that we have. In one study, they gathered a group of college students and asked them to write about the things that they were grateful for once per week for 10 weeks. And those students reported fewer physical symptoms like headaches, shortness of breath, sore muscles, even nausea compared to the control group. And other benefits include reduced pain. So brain centers that are involved in gratitude are near the mu opioid pain receptors in the brain. These are receptors which gather our sensory experience for pain. And they experience these benefits of reduced subjective pain. Now, whether this is just a subjective response or actually mediated in the brain remains to be seen. But regardless, the effects are present. The effects are there. Gratitude helps us in our experience of pain. And finally, physiologic changes associated with gratitude include reduced blood pressure, reduced heart rate, and greater heart rate variability, as well as increased vagal tone. These are all parameters of our parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and relax part of our nervous system. Not to mention that elevated blood pressure and heart rate are risk factors for heart disease. So how cool is that? Gratitude softens our hearts emotionally and physiologically. Last but not least, gratitude practices lead to better relationships. And that makes sense, right? Saying thank you, acknowledging each other makes us feel seen, heard, and appreciated. And that is good for our relationships. It's proven that engaging in gratitude results in stronger social connections, better communication within our relationships, and feeling less isolated and lonely. So how do we start? How do we practice gratitude? Well, the first step is by observing. Where are the moments of gratitude that you may be missing? Where are you not seeing or acknowledging it in your life? Being more aware is the first step. How about when you notice the good? How do you notice? Do you really pause and take in that goodness? How do you say thank you when you do? Is it a hasty thank you or is it a heartfelt one? So pause take a moment to pause. Consider even in those moments, closing your eyes, taking a deep breath, 
really taking in the gratitude into your body. That makes all of the difference. Different than a hasty thank you, I would imagine. And so it is a way of savoring by observing, acknowledging, pausing. What we're really doing is savoring. And how often do we not take the time to savor what is good? I always think about my morning coffee. How do you savor that sip of coffee or your favorite meal or your favorite dessert? Have you noticed, doesn't chocolate taste better when we savor? How often do we mindlessly eat and miss the opportunity to truly taste and enjoy that yumminess? So too, it is with all the good in our lives. Savoring is a way to really embody the experience and to cultivate gratitude. And we do this by using our senses, smell, feel, touch, name it, feel it in your body. What is the experience that you feel and how do you experience it? Where do you feel it in your body? Name that, notice it in your body. Take in the feeling of gratitude wholly and notice how does it actually feel? Once you've done that for yourself, do that by paying it forward. Share and connect in that gratitude. As I mentioned, expressing gratitude strengthens our relationships. So the next time your partner, your friend, your family member does something to appreciate you, acknowledge it, appreciate it. Be sure to let them know and use it as a way to connect more fully with the people in your life. Next, use the right words, use the right vocabulary. As I've shared on this podcast, I love my words. As a speaker and an author, I know how important words are in conveying a message in a succinct and deliberate way. And in fact, studies show that those of us who word, use words like gift, blessings, fortune, abundance, it reinforces the sentiment around those words for the user. So just merely naming it in the right way and using the right words can cultivate greater gratitude. So think about how you can use some of these words in your day-to-day. Start by using some of these words today. And I love reminders because the truth is that we all need to be reminded. So use them. Visual reminders like post-it notes. As I'm speaking to you, I'm actually looking at my cork board in front of me. Whenever I read something that feels good, I scribble it on a colorful post-it and pin it to my board. Mantras, phrases, anything that resonates with you. These are all great ways to remind us of gratitude. And trust me, we all need the reminders. So create them for yourself. And finally, consider a regular gratitude practice. 
As you know, I love journaling. So if you choose to journal, create a routine, like maybe doing it every morning when you wake up or every night before you go to bed. Both of these are a great alternative to our phone habit and can have lasting effects of positivity on your day and improvement in your sleep. When you're doing this, be specific. Name the good in detail. Really explore it fully using the right words, the right senses, like we've discussed, the feelings that it generates in your body. And finally, don't feel the need to to describe something grandiose. It doesn't have to be big to be worthy. And in fact, the small things, not only do they matter, but sometimes those small things are the things that matter most. So think about the little things, the little things in life that cultivate gratitude. Other ways to consider are keeping a gratitude jar. This is a great practice to do as a family or with your kids. And I also love the idea of daily thank you notes. Last year, I spent the month of November sending one email per day to someone I appreciated and thank them for something specific that they did for me. This is such a beautiful way to engender gratitude, not only in the giver, but also to the receiver. And last but not least, I want to address what feels like the elephant in the room. How do we practice gratitude in a time when there is so much suffering? There's guilt. But let me remind you that guilt is a wasted emotion and it takes us away from action. If you think about it, it's also a selfish emotion. It redirects the focus and attention back on ourselves. Alternatively, if we relish in our privilege and offer gratitude for what we have, it opens our hearts to those who do not. It allows us to ask, how can we pay this forward? It allows us to embrace each other with greater compassion, love, kindness. So shifting from guilt to gratitude allows us to be more open-hearted to those who are in need. We can ask, how can we hold more space? How can we offer compassion? How can we advocate for others? How can we support those who are in need? These questions, they never come from a place of guilt or shame. They come from gratitude. They come from within, from first holding close and acknowledging for ourselves all that we appreciate and hold dear. It starts with gratitude. So on that note, I want to thank all of you. I want to thank you for being here, for listening to my words and my heart, for helping me in sharing this message that gives me so much purpose, and meaning. I am grateful for you. I'm wishing you all a very happy Thanksgiving with peace and gratitude in your hearts. 
And I suggest that if you love this episode, share it with someone that you love. And I look forward to seeing you here again next week on Health Bite. Until then, my friends. <laughs>